Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermip Then the people purses paper people Dundermip Then the people purses paper people Dundermip Then the people purses paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and my own worst enemy, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, assistant to the regional manager. And with us this week, we're remotely our producer, Mr. Alex Ward. I think I'll have my wallet in your house. Who cares? Right here. That's Mr. James Albert! <laughs> keys. Keys. Stop forgetting things. I didn't forget them. They're right here. Mr. James Albert! I'm so sorry. I think I forgot that. What are you doing? Who do you think is really the best salesman in this office? Stupid question, obviously. Mr. James Albert! Uh, James Pamela and P.P. Halpert! Hatred, competition, and a little love. That's how Rain Wilson describes uh, the relationship between Jim and Dwight in the office. And that's our topic for this week. Dwight versus Jim. Uh, yeah. I think we've we've done an episode on Dwight before. And it's funny, like, having done some of these big topics, it's hard because you think about them. And they're like, oh, man, we want to talk more about Dwight, more about these right. other characters. Yeah. And uh, with characters like Dwight, Jim, Pam, Michael, they cover so much of the show. And they're so big in the show. But you have to almost carve them up to really do them justice. Yeah. So in the way that we did Michael's Love Life earlier, I think we're going to do Jim versus Dwight with an emphasis on the pranking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we had gotten a question about this on Instagram, and that's what gave us the idea. Yeah, so this question comes from Jake, uh, and it basically just says, I would love to hear you guys talk about, uh, in order, worst, best, not that any are bad, of uh, Jim's <laughs> pranks on Dwight. Yeah. Um, but So thank you for the question. I think we were pretty excited to get it, and I think... We, as we were talking about it, it's like, man, this is, it goes beyond pranking. This is, uh, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Well, we wanted to dive into, you know, not just their, um, their kind of like always being pitted against each other, but also the times when, um, their friendship really, really blossoms into, uh, something beautiful. Yeah. I think what we'll probably do is trace the arc of their kind of shared relationship and then kind of get into the, get into the pranks and the different ways that they go at each other. Mm-hmm. Over in the nine seasons, mm-hmm. um, excited for it. Uh, happy to be back on the show, guys. I'm oh, here in yeah, beautiful man. Redding, Redding, California. What a wonderland out here! Mm. I'm usually back in the warehouse, but I've been sent on the road this week. <laughs> but uh, I, this, I'm I'm so glad I got to be back for this topic because uh, I think this is like the Jim and Dwight relationship is maybe the I feel like the third or fourth most important important plot on the show after just like michael scott wanted to be liked jim and pam's whole relationship and i feel like this is next as far as just how much of the show is held up by the relationship between these two guys oh yeah 100 percent. i mean let's i mean i guess a good place to start is the beginning um with the pilot hmm. episode where we see um you know jim and dwight uh, of course J- dwight right off the bat we understand that dwight is this obnoxious kind of nerdy guy and Jim is cool and doesn't really care um we see uh Dwight 
shoving all of Jim's stuff all off of his uh, desk with a ruler. Um, so then, <laughs> so then Jim builds a tiny fence of pencils, uh, which Dwight then destroys with his phone. And I think that that is what leads Jim to want to get. Uh, Dwight a little bit better than that, but he puts his stapler in the Jello. Of course, the famous, um, famous mm-hmm. prank. Uh, I, I I gotta ask for you guys the part when the part when he's slamming down the pencils with his headset <laughs> makes me so uncomfortable. There's something about like the way he does it. Yeah, like the pencils would push through the plastic. I don't know. I just always it just makes <laughs> me like cringe a little bit when he does that. Yeah. The way it, Hitting a sharp point, it's just like, dude, your Oof. phone is going to be busted, man. Yeah, there's definitely some some pencil lead on that phone now. I always think about where, where Dwight says one word, two syllables, demarcation. It's not two syllables. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight's pretty smart, but <laughs> yeah, but but like you say, the the that Jello bit that's lifted straight from BBC, right? Uh, one of the. Right, that sort of is a is is a seed of of the show right there. And in these earlier seasons, I I think that um, we don't see um, their friendship really as much. I think they're pretty they're pretty cold to each other in this. I mean, I think about uh, the fire when um, when Dwight is genuinely upset because Michael is you know giving more attention to Ryan and Jim. Uh, finds him like crying in his car and uh he blasting and, rem but blasting rem and he and and pam are just like cracking up and telling him that he should quit and like all this stuff and th- that was pretty like that's like going back and watching that scene in particular like there are times when jim is pretty cold to dwight but for the most part a lot of the pranks are usually harmless as we're talking about like the early seeds or the first sort of glimpses that we get um there's a moment in the alliance where uh jim says everything dwight does annoys me and then it cuts to dwight saying hey jim have you got your tickets to the gun show (laughs) he flexes right and jim says uh and i spend hours thinking of ways to get back at him but only in ways that would get me arrested and then he comes in and says, no, Jim, here's a way. Right, right. right. Um, and then, uh, and obviously that episode, I think, is a pretty big development, or one that brings them together in sort of a long-form prank, right? Yeah. Where Jim is kind of taking Dwight on this sort of long scheme. Yeah. It involves a number of different steps, right? He's hiding in the box to spy <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Pam, and he's dyeing his hair, and he's yeah. going to go spy on the Stanford branch, right? <laughs> like, that That whole thing is like the beginning of a, or one version of right. a Jim Dwight prank, right? The other one is like, oh no, he did this little thing, like he put a stapler in Jello, yeah. And then in some others, he convinces him that he's, you know, being recruited by the CIA. Right, right. <laughs> um, I did put together a little list of like times when Dwight actually gets his own revenge on Jim. I like, like we said, we'll 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 get into almost all the pranks, right? I think, but uh, but I did, um. uh, There was a supercut on YouTube of Dwight getting revenge on Jim. That was pretty great. Um, But that Alliance episode in particular, like Dwight totally throws Jim under the bus in front of Roy, says that he doesn't know anything about the... uh, Roy gets really mad when he sees Jim kind of flirting with Pam. And so Jim's like, well, uh, you know, know, we're just pranking Dwight because we're in this Alliance and all this stuff. And Roy's like, Dwight, is that true? And... Dwight from behind a plant says, I have no idea what he's talking about. He's hiding behind like this tall shrub. Yeah. I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have kind of a hot take for as far as early in season one, right? Yeah. And the early sort of shades of their relationship. Um, oh, hit in us, the, hit us. In, 
in the Diversity Day episode, yeah. um, you know, one of the plot lines is that Jim is trying to make this sale to this Mr. Deckard, right? Yeah. And he's like, this is one of my biggest sales of the year. I make a huge chunk of my commission off right. of it, right? And Dwight is shredding his paper yeah. and shredding business cards, or right, credit right. cards credit and cards, stuff. Yeah. And Jim and Dwight go back and forth, and eventually Dwight hangs up the call, right? Yeah. And uh, then later on in the episode, Jim tries to call, he keeps trying to call him back, and eventually Dwight, uh, you know, he finds out that Dwight made the sale. Yeah. So he leaves the little bottle of champagne on Dwight's desk or yep. whatever, yep. and what kind of picks him up at the end is Pam falls asleep on his shoulder. Yeah. Right, that sort of emotional win, it reads as a huge emotional win, right? But like, yeah. when you think about <laughs> the way the show evolves, right, like that's a pretty cold-hearted thing for Dwight to do. That's pretty uh, savage, 100%. you know? 100%. And when you think to uh, the, um, gosh, it's when the Michael Scott Paper Company gets absorbed yeah. back in the Dunder Mifflin. I think the episode is Casual Friday in season five. Yep. When Ryan is on the phone with one of Dwight's old clients and they're all yelling about who's going to get the sale, right? And like you ruined the relationship. I've had this client for years, right? Right. It's just weird that Dwight totally swoops Jim's client. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. that's, it seems almost like that's the, inc like one of the inciting incidents to yeah. their back and forth, you know? Right. Yeah. I think, I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, you know, the Jello is, uh, you know, a small one, but that second episode is diversity. Most day. of his, most of his commission. Most yeah. of his commission. So, yeah, I think that that's where we, I think that that is a good example of a time when, you know, we really see maybe why Jim is so, you know, hates Dwight so much. Yeah, I always wonder, like, how long had Jim been pranking Dwight before the show starts? Um, right. I mean, Dwight's reaction when he gets the stapler and the jello, he's pretty sure it was Dwight, but or he's pretty sure it was Jim, but it's like, right. who did this? You know, he's just, like, incensed at who would have done it. Um, yeah. But I, I, I yeah, I, I think that's easy to forget, is, like, they, they do a good job of making Dwight seem like the worst person mm -hmm. to work with. Mm -hmm. And then a pretty good job of uh, Jim kind of retaliating to the point that it would be really annoying to be Dwight almost at right. some point. Cause as time goes on and we'll get into this, a lot of the pranks, the pranks are kind of unearned and it's like Jim's just picking on easy prey. Because oh yeah. That's how they set up their characters. Like Jim's a lot more sort of charming and has a sense of humor where Dwight doesn't. And he takes right. advantage of that a lot. I think there are a couple things that, that come to mind. I think, um, Number one, I just think that Dwight and Jim are such a perfect match for each other in mm -hmm. that Dwight mm -hmm. will react to whatever Jim does, right? Which is why it's it's sort of funny. He gets a rise. Damn it, Jim. You know, every single time. <laughs> yeah. Michael, right? Every yeah. time Jim does anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jim needs something to focus. Jim needs someone to, he needs some way to like entertain Pam and try to make Pam laugh, right? Right. I wonder how much of his motivation is really trying to make Pam laugh. Because especially in the early episodes, sure. Pam is such a huge part of those pranks. Like Jim has an idea, and then Pam is the one who actually makes it into she, something bigger. Yeah, or she's the audience of it, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny that you bring that up, because I did have one prank in particular that like, that I had written down that was like funny to me. Like When Jim is at um, season three, when he's left Scranton and is in... Um, uh, Stanford. Stanford, thank you. Um, he is doing the prank where he faxes Dwight letters from himself from the future. I oh, mean, amazing. Let's. I mean, that's a great prank and it's so funny. And you know, of course, Dwight totally believes it and you know swats the coffee out of Stanley's, <laughs> Stanley's hand. hand. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, Jim is just causing mayhem, <laughs> the Scranton branch from afar. But um, why does he do that? Because let's think about, like, the fact that Jim doesn't think he's ever going back to Scranton, right? I mean, I think, you know, I think we think that, you know, he thinks he's never going back. Um, he is not there to really witness the outcome of those of those pranks you know what i mean so it was like does he miss dwight mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. i think he's doing it so pam will see maybe doing it so pam will see yeah i think he's just in love with pam and he can't can't he, he can't, can't give help it up. himself maybe yeah subconsciously he it's doesn't. his one connection he can maintain to the to the scranton uh. branch i mean let's remember that scranton is jim's hometown right yeah yeah and he doesn't really bristle at the idea of having to move back you know no um so I, it doesn't surprise me that he would do this. And also, Jim does such long-term pranks. Remember, he does the Dunder Code where he sends Dwight on a quest for the Holy Grail, and he forgets right. all about it. Right? right, right. He spends so much time like, setting these pranks up and stuff. Alex, I think, to go back to something you mentioned, you said how long does this go or how many are there, right? Mm -hmm. I noticed in the mm -hmm. conflict resolution episode, uh, obviously Toby says that I have a standing meeting every Friday at Dwight to, for right. him to file a complaint against Jim. Yep. Um, but after they've gone through the thing where Michael and uh, Dwight and Jim go through all of Jim's pranks, Michael comes back in and he's like, guys, there are like 300 more of these. Like, let's just do it another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think a, a big moment for me uh, early on, this is season two in performance review. Certainly not uh, Jim's biggest prank, but a one that's like kind of representing sort of the, the first half of, or, the, or sort of the first chapter of the, the pranks that Jim pulls because initially they're a little more innocent so when he pops the fitness orb with the scissors oh yeah in performance mm -hmm. review and he does a price check before he does it and they sort of set the line of jim's morality because he's like okay <laughs> i'm gonna ask how much this is i don't want to be i don't want to be right. a dick and like pop something that he really spent money on and he's like 25 dollars, and he's like uh, that's about the price of like I can I can swallow that. That's okay. That's an okay yeah. price with me. So you kind of figure out that's where Jim's line is early on, right? Um, the other pranks where he comes up with the price is when he recreates Dwight's ensemble, eleven dollars. Right, right, yeah. And yeah. then when he buys, he buys like five hundred feet of red wire for like three bucks at the flea market. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, yeah, other times when he destroys something of Dwight's, I don't think he does that very often. Mm -hmm. I think to kind of move ahead to what I think might be sort of the next sort of segment or chapter in their relationship. Obviously, there are pranks all through this, but um, in season three, when Jim does come back from Stanford, mm -hmm. um, in the Benihana Christmas episode, Pam mm -hmm. is like, hey, this was going to be your Christmas present, but I've set right. up, you know, this secret mission for Dwight. Yeah. And Jim says, uh, you know, he's like, you know, I don't know if I should be doing that stuff anymore because of the promotion. He kind right. of shuts down Pam yeah. in that moment. But then later on in the episode... He's like, or he says, you know, I've come back. He's like, I think I've grown. Like, I can't go back to doing all the stuff I used to do. And mm -hmm. then later on in the episode, he's like, oh, yeah, Dwight, Cindy doesn't know how to kill and yeah. clean a, a dead goose. <laughs> and Dwight, you know, does the thing about inserting the knife and having a bucket candy right. for the innards and the <laughs> blood and the feathers. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, this is different. That was, um, he's like, all right, it was a prank. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you can see Jim trying to, to get past it a little bit, but he kind of can't help himself. I don't think, and I wonder if that has anything to do with him actually not wanting to prank Dwight anymore or if it has more to do with him shutting down Pam. I've got another example from because this. Because he's got a new girlfriend and all these things. For sure. Mm. Uh, I've got a similar example from yeah. the convention in season three when uh, Jim and Dwight uh, 
when they when they meet uh, again. Michael yeah. is with Dwight <laughs> and Jim is with Josh. And and Jim says in a talking head, when I saw Dwight, I realized how stupid and petty all of those pranks I played were. And then he spoke. Yeah. I wonder how hard it would be for, for me to make a copy of his birth certificate. Right? <laughs> and then and then in that episode, he gets the copy of the, of the key, mm-hmm. and right. we see him. The camera's just following Jim, and Jim's like, I, "I'll get into his room and I'll figure something out." Like yeah. he doesn't actually yeah. know what he's doing. Um, and of course, there's Angela, and he thinks it's a hooker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and in that episode, right when he right when he's giving that talking head about when he when Dwight spoke, he does like it's not even a prank. He just puts his hand on his shoulder and he doesn't take it off. Yeah. And Dwight is like trying to like yeah. wrestle it off. Like I love <laughs> those moments. Like there's one in season yeah. two where they put post it notes on each other. Yeah. Like back and forth. The episode is the fight, I think. But uh but yeah, it's just like it's brotherly. You know what I mean? It's very yeah. brotherly. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. I mean you know, I think about too. Like, uh, I think we have to talk about how they are sales um, partners when they go out and uh, and uh, go directly to their clients. They go together, um, and it, we do learn that they've been doing this pretty much ever since they first started working there. Yeah, they show that picture where Dwight has the really big hair, yeah. and Jim has very short hair. He's and he's like, like oh, oh, younger Jim. <laughs> there's so many things I wish I could warn you of. Sadly, I cannot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, is a good point that they're they are like siblings. Like, um, I, I think it, it. I'm I'm glad that they're the same height. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. something about that that um, the physicality of it really works. Like, especially in pranks where you know he like pushes Dwight over when he's you know sitting on the crutch, right? Um, or just just stuff like that because like you sort of need them to be at the same height. Like, if Jim was really tall, if Dwight was really short. It would seem a lot more mean spirited, I think, just in, yeah, in yeah, some kind of subconscious way. Yes, um, but so yeah, the fact that they have the same job, they sit next to each other, um, they really, they really are like like brothers that just have this rivalry. That physicality is a really good call out. I know I mentioned this on the podcast a week or two ago, but when Rain Wilson was on Pete Holmes's podcast. Pete Holmes mentioned he's like this is kind of crazy, but like when I watch The Office, like I think of Dwight as like a very small, like hey, oh, Michael, like you know, running mm-hmm. to the boss, running to dad, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, but yeah. really, like yeah. he was like, really, Rain, you're a big, you're a big, imposing dude. Like you're like a, you're mm-hmm. not a small guy. And John Krasinski as yeah. well is is very tall. So like, it's 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 funny. It's I have to imagine it's almost coincidental, but mm. yeah, the fact that they are of similar heights and you know sizes like makes it that they can like that Jim can slap Dwight in the face. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like he's really right. abusing, you know, his coworker. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, when you're talking about sales calls and stuff, or the the uh, the fact that they would go on sales calls, I had this kind of circled as well in that episode. Traveling salesman slash the return, mm-hmm. that sort of combo. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. see Dwight and Jim go out, and you know, they have that whole dynamic where you know Dwight Jim uh, hits the brake and gets Dwight to crash yeah. into the you yeah. know, into the front seat and. He slaps Jim because Jim says like seven of it, ten attacks come from the rear. <laughs> right, right. And then uh, we also see Jim be like, really? You got to do that thing? And he has to leave Dwight in the car so he can rock out. Yeah, yeah. Before the yeah. sales call. Um, and they have a successful sales call together as a sign of kind of their mm-hmm. friendship. And then later when Jim it's has It's kind of to- a sweet moment, by the way, too, when when Jim's, when Jim's like, really? You got to do that thing? Like he knows him so well that yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, you got to do your weird thing. It's nice. They do. They know each other so well. I mean, I think a, a perfect example of that is um, the injury when Dwight gets a concussion and they go to the hospital and Michael is like, what's Dwight's middle name? And Jim's like, Kurt. And then he just is like, I can't believe I know that. 
<laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's yeah. this little moment where like you, even Jim is realizing like, gosh, I know a lot about Dwight. Yeah. Even when Jim, even when Dwight, you know, when Dwight is actually needing medical attention, like Jim is like, all right, let's take him to the hospital. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I'm sorry, I know we, we were just on this, but the traveling salesman return episode, yeah. right? It ends with Dwight having to quit because, you know, it, he had to drive to corporate to return the tax forms. Mm. And he passes Jim and Karen in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and he hugs Jim out of nowhere, right? Yep, yep. Just a silent, wordless hug. And then Karen is like, what happened on your sales call? Right. Yeah. And then later, when it's just Andy, and he's like singing, zombie, zombie, <laughs> right? And he's like fishing for Jim, you know. Yeah. Zzz, you know, <laughs> caught him, 185 pounder. Right? Uh, and and Jim says, "Congratulations, universe. I missed Dwight." You know. Well, uh, I mean, to that point too, when um, you know, first season of season, uh, first episode of season three, uh, gay witch hunt. Um, Jim is in Stamford and realizing that Andy is super annoying, and over the course of the episode, he's you know, we see Jim getting more and more. Uh, sick of Andy, um, and then finally he he decides to go ahead and put some of Andy's stuff in Jello. Um, so so we think that you know maybe Andy's the new Dwight, but Andy's reaction to the prank is to freak out <laughs> and get super mad. Um, and Jim just like shakes his head and is like, "Nope, never mind." Um, and of course then in. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the very next episode, but then he goes right back to pranking Dwight again, <laughs> doing well, the future Dwight prank. It's interesting that uh, we see, like Dwight's reactions seem so harmless. Like he's like, damn it, Jim, like Michael, you know, like he gets up, yeah. he gets up emotionally or he gets riled yeah. up, but you don't ever feel like he's actually going to like physically hurt Jim. No, he just and, goes and tells on Jim to mom and dad. And when <laughs> Andy <Michael>. gets <laughs> mad, you're like, oh, I actually don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I will, but I mean, t- to get at what you were talking about, the future facts that thing comes in the branch closing episode, and he does prank Andy a couple times uh, with the squeaky chair mm-hmm. and the catchy song, you know, like mm-hmm. little little things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in between. It's really like a, uh, you, you've brought this up before, Edwin, that how much Rain Wilson commits to the role does so oh, yeah. much work in the show, right? Yeah. And the, the, the pranks are like the ultimate example of that i mean it's this it's this wall that jim can keep throwing a ball against and dwight's so consistent in (laughs) how he reacts to them that once once a prank starts you know the audience is going to lean forward a bit because you know it's just it's it's going to be good and then later in the show which which we'll get to they start to use that as a device to kind of get back at jim sometimes you know obviously Mm. we'll we'll get to those pranks but that's sort of uh the beauty of the show is is how much the viewers are expecting this to happen and then how much they're able to play with that later on. It's funny um, that you, it, yeah. Oh, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause uh, I'm, I'm thinking of, I listened to an interview with Jimmy Kimmel once and he was asked about what makes him laugh. And he gave this really funny example, which was that he's like, I love when you're set up to expect someone to do it and then they do the thing. So like, he's like, when we're on set and you, somebody, you go up to somebody and you're like, Hey, check out this guy over here. He loves the craft services table. He's going to go and he's going <laughs> to hit that craft services table really hard. And then they just sit back and watch. And that guy goes to the craft service table and like loads up on food. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, that's the yeah. funniest thing. When you think someone's going to do something, then they do it. Like, yeah. So it that's just, pretty great. I thought of that immediately when you said you used the, the image of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know yeah. what you know what Dwight's reaction is going to be. He usually like he, yeah, his curiosity like Jim plays on Dwight's like curiosity a lot, I feel like, you know, the red it's, wire. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's mm-hmm. not it's not yeah, Oh yeah, go ahead, Alex. I was going to say Dwight's imagination plays a big role in all this too. Yeah. That he he has to Dwight's image of himself as this hyper competent, really masculine, powerful man. Uh, he has to have this kind of giant ego in a way uh, that that Jim is trying to pierce, and I think mm. I think Jim kind of has an equal ego, just in a completely different way. Yeah, and they're they're just such polar opposites. Like Jim's so casual and charming and kind of effortless in, in all the things he does, and Dwight's the exact opposite. He puts his effort on display all the time. I was, um, and and so that's how they that's how they play with each other. Is they're you know they they have each have their own shields. Uh, that they sort of can can you know take shots at each other. When you think about the office itself, Jim is not invested at all, and Dwight is way over invested. You know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not. I I I I think imagination is a good word. The 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 um, what do you say? The curiosity. Curiosity yeah. is a good word. I I was circling around gullible, but gullible is the wrong word. Yeah. It's just he's so willing to believe so many of these things that he's willing to believe that Jim is a vampire. You know. Right. Right. And he's willing to believe that he had shot a werewolf. Only when he got to it, it turned back into his neighbor's dog. <laughs> you know, like those things are real. That Jim him. has. Yeah. That Jim has to uh, has telepathy. Yeah. Or telekinesis, rather. Sorry. Hmm. Hmm. It's crazy, crazy. No one would believe that. But, but <laughs> yeah. you know, this goes to show how much Dwight, you know, in the modern day age, how many conspiracies, how far would Dwight be going down some of these wormholes we have today? Oh, yeah. He oh, would have been gosh. in Area 51. Would Dwight would have, Dwight would have been there. <laughs> you know it. Dwight would be a flat earther, but he'd be the kind of flat earther that would try to drive to find the end of the earth. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. Uh, he can be Dwight. Definitely can be gullible. I do think about times like uh, in Hot oh, Girl. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, Jim just convinces Dwight that purses, like men, are buying purses now. And I think too in that episode, what a funny thing that like he and Dwight and Michael, Jim, Dwight, and Michael are all kind of going for the same girl. Right. You know, there's <laughs> we talk about their competition, right? Yeah. Like They're all yeah. And they all try their own different techniques, like. <laughs> Uh, in terms of tracing their relationship, because we have to get to this point of sure. them being pitted against each other right. in season one, and then Jim is literally Dwight's best man yep. in season nine. Best man. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a- Bestest, bestest man. After, after Dwight comes back and is kind of welcomed back into the fold, like um, the big sort of thing that brings them even closer together is in the negotiation when- uh, Roy comes in to go beat up Jim, and Dwight Definitely. hits him with the pepper spray. Definitely, and Dwight and Jim it can't even thank him. Dwight won't accept it. You know, right, right. Um, I I think it's just like you. They have these ex- these shared experiences together, right? Where they're helping each other out, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a big one, right? He physically saves him from harm, and he can't. He there's nothing he can do. He's trying giving him a little glass case for his bobblehead. He gives him the certificate of recognition to a very brave young man. Yeah, yeah. Like, to give these out to kids. Look, yeah. there's a teddy bear and a policeman's cap. Yeah. Um. And then at the end, Jim sees him hooking up with Angela, and he's like, I won't tell anyone. And that is how I'll pay him back. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that is the first instance of um, them, uh, you know, we see them helping each other or wanting to help each other in some some way. Um, Because there are some really touching moments between Jim and Dwight. I mean, first of all, they like playing sports together. They play ping pong together. They play volleyball together in the show. We see them kind of like you know, 
getting excited about that. Um, and, and they play basketball together. <laughs> they play basketball together. I'm, I'm just thinking of the scene you've brought up before Edwin when, when Dwight lists his ping pong heroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only time I ever left the company or the country was to attend the Hall of Fame induction story of like Jan Urigroba. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, oh. no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, uh, obviously, a big moment between them, a, a really, really important moment between them is uh, in the episode Money. Um, when Jim and Pam stay at Dwight's beet farm. Uh, this is, of course, in the middle of Dwight and Angela are broken up, um, and Dwight's maybe finally coming to terms with that um, and uh, is really depressed. And what does start as another prank, you know, that he doesn't really know where it's going, um, them booking their... their their stay at uh, Shroot Farms, um, it ends in a really nice way. They end up having a really nice time. I mean, there's that Who scene. Who knew table making could be so fun? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's that scene where, you know, Jim, as a prank, tells Dwight that they require a bedtime story. Mm-hmm. And Dwight is like, absolutely not. Um, but then we do later see Dwight, <laughs> D- Dwight reading them Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Moe's staring at Pam mm-hmm. in a really creepy way. But, uh, you know, of Mose, course. put the manure down. <laughs> do not throw it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, then there's that moment when Dwight is crying in the stairwell. And Jim comes in and sits down next to him and talks about how hard it was for for him when Pam was engaged to Roy and how I have it typed out. Oh yeah, go for yeah. it. So so she it says uh Jim says she was with Roy and I just couldn't take it. I mean I lost it, Dwight. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't concentrate on anything. And even weird stuff like food had no taste. Yeah. So my solution was to move away. It was awful. And it was something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy and that includes you. Mm. Yeah. And it's funny as they as they get ready for that moment, Jim is like uh he goes and he sits next to Dwight and he's like, you know, um did I ever tell you why I left Scranton? And Dwight just is like, <laughs> he just moans into the yeah. wall, and he's like, he's like, it was all about Pam. And Dwight's like, Mar-ha. he just mo- he just keeps moaning into yeah. the wall. It's so funny. And then even when Jim leaves, he he reaches out for Jim. That, and Jim isn't there. I wrote down because I I like I said I watched that super cut on on YouTube, but the, one of the comments was, "My heart shatters every time I see Dwight reach for Jim and he isn't there." Mm-hmm. That and it it is. It's it's. It's heartbreaking. Um, of course, then uh, Jim's you know, greatest prank. <laughs> that he, Jim's greatest prank is that he got up and left. <laughs> Pranked. Got him. Got that. Him. That moment though is, I mean, that's like, that's an all-time office moment emotionally yes. for for their relationship. I mean, it's. It's fitting. It's you know, it's in it's in the middle of season four, kind of in the middle of the show. I mean, mm-hmm. Paige really turns with their relationship, and I think it enters a different level of uh, intimacy that they've sort of had together. They've shared that that moment, and um, you know, and it, it's it's actually it usually goes Jim consoling Dwight or Jim being there for Dwight. I, it doesn't really come back the mm-hmm. other way that much. No. Um, but I think that's how it should be because like Jim pulls so many pranks on Dwight that he needs to know when to you know let it go and just be there as a person for Dwight right I don't think Dwight owes it to Jim to be 
there for him. Yeah, that often. Yeah, I think at this point in the show and kind of moving forward, we see a little bit less of the Jim pranking Dwight dynamic so much and so often. It's still there. They still throw it to it. It's in cold opens and stuff. Yeah. But what we get is the ensemble starts to fill up. So Jim will prank Andy, you know? Mm. Or like, like for example, uh, you know, when they mess with his phone or whatever. Yeah, or yeah. when, uh, you know, he, he Andy can't think of how the commercial ends, the Kit Kat commercial, right? Mm-hmm. Like, those sort <laughs> of take the, yeah, those sort of take the room where a Jim Dwight moment might have been in seasons yeah. you know, one, two, three. Yeah. So as the show grows and the ensemble grows, there's just a little bit less room for those jokes. And I think it's, you know, to the overall strength of the show, it gets to do different things and bring in different characters, but Mm -hmm. we see just a little bit of that as much or as often. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of right around the time of Money too that we start to see them working together in a lot of ways. I'm not, I can't, I didn't write down exactly when it begins, but when they are the party planning committee. So it's in um, (laughs) season five. The episode is Lecture Circuit. Right, right. Um, that's just such an amazing, uh, like, uh, when they're working together to to plan, uh, let's see, whose birthday <laughs> it's, is it's it? Kelly's, Kelly's birthday. birthday. And they sit, it begins with them sitting and doing a two-person talking head, yeah. and they're literally in seats yeah. <laughs> where they're f- pushing for the armrest. Right, yeah. Yeah. And they they even have a moment where they say the same thing, where Jim Jim says, uh, Party planning. This is literally the dumbest thing I've ever done. Right, right. And 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 Dwight says, uh, "I'm a paper salesman. This is beneath me." Right. Yeah, yeah. But they say it at the exact same time. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's great to see them. And then like, they they make fun of each other while they're doing it. Yeah. Right? Like you know, obviously that leads to the famous "It is your birthday" period. <laughs> yeah. Bro- it, why did you choose brown and gray balloons? Why are they not blown up they, all the they way? They fit the theme. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you trying to hurt my feelings? Because if so, you are succeeding. Unfortunately for me, my feelings regro- regenerate at twice the rate of a normal man's. <laughs> and they're like, what do you want for your, you know, what do you want for your birthday yeah. to Kelly? And she's like, I would just hope that no one ever has to go through yeah. this ever again. <laughs> they're just like, what kind of cake do you want, dummy? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even have. Do you my know name. is? Do you, is is Dwight or Jim in the show? Is one of them supposed to be older than the other? Hmm. Is that ever clear? Yes, uh, yes, that's addressed. Uh, Jim, Jim is, is old. no. Jim Dwight is, is younger than Dwight, and uh, the reason that I okay. know that um, is because jumping way ahead um, is because when Dwight gets married, Jim uses that as like a. Uh, his reason that he can't be bestest mensch. Bestest mensch has to be older mm. than the groom. Oh, um, yeah. Nice. And so uh, he's telling Dwight that, you know, he's significantly younger <laughs> than Dwight. And Dwight's like, well, not significantly, no. <laughs> but <laughs> There's another example in season three, the merger, when they come, when Jim comes back for the first time. Mm. Jim Dwight stands up to greet him and he goes, he goes, fact, I am older, I am wiser, do not mess with me. And Jim just does the thing where he looks at his forehead. Yeah. And yeah. Dwight keeps like raising <laughs> up his head like, and he's what are like, you meet my at? eyeline, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All he does is just look up ever yeah. so slightly. It totally throws Dwight off. I, I love the little yeah. pranks that Jim has. Um, uh, oh, another time when they work together is when they decide, uh, Ta- Todd Packer's been oh, uh, yeah. brought back. Um, Season seven. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to work at the branch um and jim and dwight are like you know we can't let this happen so they team up um and uh and jim is <laughs> suggests to dwight like well why don't we 
you know, change the hardware in his drawers so that he can only open them a little bit so that he can see what's in there but can't reach in there. And Dwight's like, that's so dumb. He's um, like, we put laxative in his hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's like, you got to get off the hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, of course, yeah, Jim, uh, Dwight is like, that's such a stupid prank. And then Jim does it to Dwight, and Dwight doesn't even realize <laughs> that it's been done. And to Jim, him. like, kicks his legs up as yeah. he walks away from the desk. Like, it's, it's a very funny little flourish. Um, another example from around this period in the show of them working together is in the customer survey episode where Pam is in art school and Jim is on the phone with her with the world's tiniest Bluetooth and they both realize that their scores are really low. Yeah. So they're on a fact-finding mission to do it. Right. And uh, it's funny, there's a moment like where they're actually working together and uh, you know Dwight is suspecting everyone, suspects Kelly, and there's a moment where Jim is like, that's what I'm saying, Dwight. You knew it the whole time. And he goes, <laughs> I knew it the whole time. <laughs> and then he pushes Jim in the yeah. chest, and Jim's like, whoa. Like, he yeah. can't take the intensity yeah. of Dwight being right, you know? He's like, you knew it the whole time, buddy. I knew it the whole time, buddy. And he does, Dwight does this little high kick that's, like, right next to Phyllis's <laughs> right at face. Phyllis's yeah. head. <laughs> Woo! And then he's like. Kelly the whole time. All right, let's get her. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's, of course, the classic thing where, you know, if Jim has not been pranking Dwight as much directly in season five, and from what I've got noted, he he hasn't. Um, he is dropped. Jim has dropped right into the scenario to make fun of Dwight, where mm. Michael Michael has to manage them on a mo- more micro uh, scale. And what yeah. is that called? Microjament. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, he does the fake sales car yeah. called William M. Butlicker. That is yeah. one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. moments between Jim and Dwight, for sure. Butlicker, our prices have never <laughs> been lower. <laughs> <laughs> Always ready for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, around this Wait, time. Uh, is, oh yeah, no, go ahead. May I play a drop to move us on to the next chapter? Sure. Yeah. You've been meatballed. <laughs> <laughs> I think just a great moment when when Dwight turns the tables a little bit, and there's a few mm. times that Dwight does it. Yes. Um, and not all of Dwight's attempts at pranks are very good. Uh, like when he tricks. He pays Aaron to pretend she. Oh, that's she one of my won favorites. In- I love that oh, one so much. Yeah. That's savage. The art school one. Yeah, I love that one just because, and I've had that one written down just because Aaron is like, ah, and then she's like, I still don't understand why you had me do that. Yeah, and Dwight is laughing so hard. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like he's looking into the camera. Yeah, yeah. Right. He like is so pleased with himself. Right, right. <laughs> and Pam is oh, like, I not cool, her. Dwight. Oh, God. No, I got her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dwight at first is not as good at, at pranking Jim back. I'm thinking about maybe the time when uh, Dwight dresses up as Jim after I Jim dressed up His as Dwight. His impression of Dwight is so of yeah. Jim is so funny. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. Little comment. comment. Yeah. Little comment. Yeah. Um, but he does get better over time, and of course I, we have to talk about the uh, snowballs. Um, Dwight, uh, Jim is like, oh, it's snowing, and Dwight is like, ugh, it's just a dusting, like, you know, oh, how exciting, little girl. Like, <laughs> So Jim goes outside and makes a snowball and throws it right in Dwight's face. Pretty mean, maybe one of Jim's crueler moments, uh, but Does Dwight- snowball, these meaning harm- little <laughs> snowballs, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> but Dwight certainly gets back at him over and over and over again. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. I think there, yeah. in that blooper, Jim misses Dwight the first time and just nails Phyllis. Phyllis in the back. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's great! Yeah, I think in yeah. those two episodes, we see d- he gets uh, Jim 
he gets him to come outside and he's locked the doors and he he gets him with all the snowballs. I think he does the thing where he's wearing all the wigs. Yes. <laughs> he has yes. wigs of everyone in the office. <laughs> that part oh, uh, that's he, spectacular. He gets him with the uh the little present that's supposed to be from Pam, and yeah. it's actually a mechanical thing to hit Jim with the yeah. snowball. Yeah, he uses yeah. Uh, the nicknames against mm-hmm. him. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Pickles loves Swiss cheese. <laughs> He's like, you never thought your he goes, you never thought your affection nicknames would be your undoing. Let that be a message to all of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really is like a super villain every now and, and then. And Jim <laughs> even says, "Damn it, Dwight!" Like he he says he uses the same inflection. Yeah, you know? yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a good call. That, that in the um, in the meatballs ones, I remember the first time seeing that and being like, "Geez, like, they, he's making a lot of meatballs. Like, that's a huge <laughs> amount of work he's putting in." Uh, and then and then they just do such a good job of turning it. And I was trying to think too, like, uh, bet- on the pranks between Jim and Dwight. Obviously, Pam is recruited a lot for yeah. Jim's side of things. Mm-hmm. This one, Stanley's in on it. Are there any other times when other characters are brought in to help? Do a prank. Um, I think, I mean, Aaron, of course. Um, yeah. One thing that I loved about the moment where Jim takes the snowball from the present in the face is that all the other characters in the office seem to know that it's coming and they're laughing at him, you know, right, right. in the same way that they normally would be laughing at Dwight. Right. Um, mm. There is, I mean, this is a Jim on Dwight, but there's like, you know, where Jim pays everyone $5 to call him Dwayne all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, mm-hmm. I mean, there's Cousin Moe's. Who I mean, Jim or Dwight does not bring this in uh, for Jim, but Moe's has the the what is it, like the raccoon or the porcupine or something they're gonna put in Holly's car. <laughs> yeah, that's point. right. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, one moment I wanted to note, and not to backtrack uh, too much, but in the customer or uh, in the um, let's see, the episode is New Boss, Michael Scott Paper Company. Right? Yeah. Um, I think what we see is we see Jim in the tuxedo, right? Mm-hmm. And when the new boss comes in, all of a sudden, it's like Jim looks totally ridiculous. Yeah. We as viewers, you know, have no problem with Jim in a tuxedo making fun of Michael and Dwight because we're used to it. But when the new boss comes in, it totally flips. Yeah. And I think that's the point in the show where we see Dwight pranking Jim way more often. And Definitely. Jim made to be look, made to look sillier more often. Definitely. Uh, it happens in the Michael Scott Paper Company arc when Dwight engineers the soccer game in the parking yes. lot. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Really, Jim? Yeah. Because <laughs> I have never ever heard you talk about that before he's like i'm not much of a player charles i don't ever try to be something i'm not <laughs> um but then you know at the end later on in season five that's when we see dwight pranking you know with aaron and the art contest mm-hmm. and then as the show goes on i just i feel like that's the first moment when that happens you know yeah yeah, yeah i think so too um i mean you know yeah i had written down the times when dwight gets jim and um besides taking the um, sale from him during Diversity Day. I'm pretty sure the soccer one is next. Um, there's there's so, there's actually a lot of good ones that Dwight gets on uh, Jim, and it, probably my favorite is um, when Andy is manager, he he tells Jim and Dwight that there's you know they're not allowed oh, yeah. to prank each that's, other. That's a really fun and flip. And he will yeah. actually dock their pay if they do it. So Jim's new motive is to get Dwight to prank him so that his pay will get docked. So Jim reads his own credit card number aloud um, on the phone next to Dwight, hoping that he'll take the bait. <laughs> but but Dwight buys $200 of flowers and sends them to Pam from Jim. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
it's brilliant because of course Jim can't admit that he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it just cut, Jim's like amazed in his uh, talking head, and then it just cuts to Dwight maniacally laughing. Uh, that's one of my favorites. In that that setup too, Andy is really upset at both of them, and he's like, "You're gonna have to make me put on my hard ass hat." And he puts <laughs> on the hat that has the little puffy butt, <laughs> two butt cheeks. Yeah, and uh, but the other, I think the other pranks that happen in that little setup is Dwight puts a porcupine in his own drawer, mm. and they're like, mm-hmm. "And what what's the porcupine's name?" And uh, <laughs> and Dwight says, "Henrietta." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then like Jim draws on a picture of Cece or something. Yeah, tries to get people. Yeah, but uh, right, that's right, a fun right. little flip of the pranking situation as well i i love to i mean we're just kind of going through it but yeah like, sure uh, <laughs> uh as we do everyone yeah. knew that's what this episode was <laughs> that's a, what this you know what this was you know what you're getting <laughs> you knew it was a snake when you picked it up uh in, <laughs> in season six when jim when dwight is trying to engineer jim's downfall as manager and he does the employee of the month thing yeah i don't know if that counts as a prank but that's such it a does. brilliant i would count a, it as a prank. such a brilliant scheme yes. you know yeah yeah to get everyone to turn against Jim. The cake of his own face. It could only <laughs> yeah, be you. It could only yeah. be you. It's so outrageous. <laughs> I, I love that part too when, uh, right, you know, as Dwight is like, uh, get, you know, about to start this prank, he's, <laughs> he's like talking to Jim in the conf- uh, the break room and he's like, I, you know what? I bet you could grow the best beard in this office. <laughs> and then he's like, laughs or something and he's like oh, I love that laugh so <laughs> infectious <laughs> like, speaking of none of what I just said is true <laughs> <laughs> speaking of things from this part of the show in in the viewing party episode in season seven Dwight takes care of Cece you know right and again not a prank which is why I thought of it but hmm. it's this weird inversion where Jim has to rely on you know Dwight to watch his baby yes and Jim has to you know the only way that you know, Pam's like, no, no, no. You have to, you have to keep taking yeah. care of her, yeah, Dwight, because yeah. she's not, she's not sleeping, she's yeah. not restful. And then, you know, she's like, mm-hmm. he's like, the only way, he's like, there are two ways. He's like, Jim can go out and see Angela. He goes, you ever been with a blonde before? It's the big leagues. <laughs> oh my god! And then he goes, <laughs> here he go, and then he goes, uh, he was like, I require pizza and beer. <laughs> yes, from Jim. Yeah, you know? and crust uh, first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, just the looks, the way that Rain Wilson tears the pizza with his mouth, and the way that he drinks the beer, and he's like, gently, yeah. gently. Yeah, and he's like raising his eyebrows as he's gulping. There's so, no, no, so no. uncomfortable. There's an amazing self-aware moment, too, where Pam is like, come on, Dwight, do this for me. We've always had a good relationship. Do you remember your concussion? <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. And Dwight says, of course, Pam, but you married my worst enemy. You know? And then Jim says, I don't know about that. We have kind of a charming back and forth. Yeah. Which is, you don't get that kind of self-awareness that much in the show. You get it a lot later on, but yeah. uh, in season seven, it's a very funny inflection that we don't often get. Yeah. You can only do that you know, a couple times. and You can't do that all the time. So, yeah, that was that was deployed very well. Yeah. Um, I think uh, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh crap! I had it. That's okay. I I love. I do. Yeah. I think that that particular prank was like so great because I love it, all the times when we see Dwight able to prank Jim. They use his skill set really well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. there's those things about Dwight that, like, it, I mean, I think you know that he's just so obsessed with you know warfare and things like that that he would. You know that's why he's so good at the at the snowball pranks. Um. <laughs> you know Dwight's got really got a gift with, uh, you know, children and animals. Right. The, uh, <laughs> the tender touch. I'm thinking of the German Shepherd when he's like nine. 
Yeah, that's right. Sits. That talk stops. Good. That's just a great, great thing to put on Dwight's character that he has this, (laughs) this magnetic ability with with children and animals. Uh, I I uh, um, also, as far as I think, a prank that plays into their relationship the best, I think, is Professor Copplefield's Miracle Lagoons. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, garage sale. Just because it's such a slow burn throughout the whole episode, Mm -hmm. and you know, (laughs) Dwight Dwight gets this telescope and trains it for the lagoons, but it takes so long for Jim to convince Dwight that, and Jim's just playing into Dwight's because, like. You know, at that point in the show, Dwight's like, yeah, I don't buy it, Jim. Good. Nice try. Um, and he just doesn't give up. And, and the way that ends up, I think, is some you of know, the best work Jim does. You know, that is uh, I'm glad you brought up that prank because what an interesting prank. It It is not actually deployed to make Dwight look like an idiot or or frustrate him or anything i mean it may you know what jim gets out of it is a telescope i guess that's you know maybe a positive <laughs> yeah, for him but i wish we'd seen him using that telescope later on <laughs> yeah right like at his house or something yeah right but but what is so bizarre again of course uh jim using dwight's own imagination against him of course um but uh then we see dwight planting the legumes later and jim is around the corner and wheels out all these trees he's bought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um to replace the pots uh uh t- so that you know Dwight thinks that the the magical legumes are working. Mm-hmm. W- to what end? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to like <laughs> just to like make sure that commit? Dwight continues yeah. to believe in magic. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's the kind of thing where you can tell that so many of Jim's <laughs> pranks begin with a very small thing. And Dwight even calls him out. He's like, so you want to sell me magic beans, right? Yeah. That's where that prank starts. Jim yeah. just wants to sell him magic beans. And he's like, no, 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 I don't, right? It's the it's the evolution and how it builds. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. he slowly gets Dwight to kind of believe him. Because, you know, Dwight has is rightfully skeptical of whatever Jim is trying to do, right. you know? Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I think that's it's a it's a good point to kind of question like to why you know mm-hmm. right yeah. right. There's a lot there's a lot of these too. You you really wish you could see, you could see it play out just a little further. Like I'd like to see <laughs> when you know, or if, if Dwight ever caught Jim replacing shrubs with higher ones. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I'm thinking of season eight in Tallahassee, the you know LaFonda at the alcohol oh, club. Yeah, that. yeah, that's one of the best. That's um, so good. <laughs> that one is so good because of like. The, the kind of filmmaking aspect of that, the way they shoot it and then it pans back and you see everything in the room and Jim's in the thing and the way he falls out, it's just like there's so many sight gags. But I really yeah. wish you could see what does Dwight do after Jim's body falls out of the closet and he's just laying there like, <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what happens next? <laughs> yeah, right. I always want to know. I love, too, that that's Dwight surprising people. He wakes up Aaron, and she's falling asleep reading the tag on the mattress. Yeah. They have to try to wake up Stanley by, like, Telling him it's pretzel day, they have to yeah. hold his nose eventually. <laughs> Aaron like pretends to sneak into bed with Ryan. Yeah, and he's like, "Come on, not cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Jim is waiting for them. You know? I actually yeah. went to your yeah. door twice last night. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought up that episode, or at least you know that story arc, because um, that is another time when we do see Jim and Dwight bonding in a really interesting way. Of course, 
Um, what's her name is Nelly. trying to sleep oh, Kathy. with Kathy is trying to sleep with Jim. Um, so she's in his room and, you know, like she's presumably naked in his bed and all this stuff. Um, and so Jim gets Dwight to come in and, you know, says there's bed bugs. And so he starts spraying everywhere. And then mm. meanwhile, Dwight has this thing going on with Nelly where in order to get a better job from Nelly, he's flirting with her a lot. Yeah. Um, of course, we know, uh, you know, Dwight is irresistible to most <laughs> whenever he really wants to be. Um, but, uh, you know, decides that he doesn't want to actually sleep with Nellie. Anyways, they wind up together, like, just laying in bed and eating dessert and watching some some game or something like that. Well, so mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what happens is Kathy is in Jim's room, right? Yeah. And then Dwight comes in with all this bug gear, yep. and Jim is like, awesome. And Dwight sprays it down, and then Jim Dwight turns to Jim, and he goes, it's not safe here. If I were you, I'd bunk with Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, then, but then Dwight Jim ends up staying in Dwight's room, and they yeah. both avoid Nellie. Yeah. And they're eating dessert together. Yeah. And I think that scene is a really nice parallel. So they're sitting in bed. One of them is eating bananas foster, the other death by chocolate. And in the season five episode customer survey where they have to do the birthday party for Kelly, uh-huh. it ends with the two of them sitting on the bench by the front eating cake. And they're like, oh, this is good cake. Yeah. So it's like the same sort of thing where they have to work together. That's so It's funny. like a nice little mirror of itself. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. And then, I mean. It, it is oh, such yeah. a nice full circle, too, of, of you know, Jim deploying. He's, he knows he can count on Dwight to react the way he does. And it's like, right. I got to get out of this jam with Kathy. And it's such a perfect way. Also, uh, we can't skip over just that the fantastic exchange where Dwight's asking Jim about what the bugs were acting like. Oh, yeah. And Jim, oh, they were really cocky, and he was walking like this, and he does that little strut. Yeah. And it's just amazing. And uh, in that, you know, during this time when they're in Florida, too, uh, you know, Dwight is is very sick. It turns out to be appendicitis, but Jim is like, oh, yeah, I poisoned you. You didn't know, you know? Yeah. And then later, J- Dwight's like, all right, I give. Give me the antidote. Yeah. And Jim's like, I didn't poison you. Like, yeah. You know? Uh, so... What Jim, what Dwight is willing to believe that Jim will do, right? Right. And then, of course, the mm-hmm. whole the whole Florida arc ends with Jim and Dwight. You know, Dwight is totally blown off. Jim. Yes. You know. He's yeah. Like, right. Right. You know. Uh, and he's like, bye bye. He's like, you and I have fought for years, and I win. You know. Yeah. And uh, then D- Jim literally has to stand between him going into the room they so that he's to get re- fired. Fight. Yeah. yeah. Jim is like, are you revving up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they fight for a second, and then Dwight's like, oh, my wounds haven't healed yet. And Jim's like, hey, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I'm sorry. And then Dwight like, just Strikes gives him the slide under his yeah. yeah, It's a ridiculous scene, but yeah. But, Another scene where they're, like, what would be pranking in their, in, like, their rivalry is right. actually friendship. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Jim. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Oh no! Just 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 agreeing over here. Uh, yeah, Jim like almost is ready to let him go. Like Jim, yeah, like Pam Pam is you know Pam says you have to fu- you have to stop him. Yeah, and he, and Jim says uh, you don't understand. It's like he's been bitten by a radioactive Dwight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's super Dwight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. I don't know why I just, this just popped into my head, but I love it when uh, Jim changes his ringtone to idiot. Idiot, idiot, <laughs> idiot, <laughs> idiot. We're ready for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey guys, heads then, up! I'm oh yeah. I'm bumping up against. Uh, I gotta take off here, but I do want to. Um, 
I do want to get into because I really want to ask Sean this. Uh, if if we're ready to sort of move to talking about them as as best friends uh, in the close to the finale. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. give you I'll give you one, and then we'll go right into it. So at the end of season eight, turf war when they have to f- work together to kind of fight off uh, Harry Janerone for that last yeah, big right. sale. That's like a real friendship moment, them working together. Oh, right. yeah. You know, Dwight's like yeah. hit the NOS, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Um, I love that episode for the way that they have to work together and the way that Dwight is trying to fight this guy who keeps like, who's right there with him all the time. Right, right. Um, but let's move into season nine and how they become better friends. Yeah, I, I, I just have a one quote to segue into that. Jim is my enemy. But it turns out the Jim is also <laughs> his own worst enemy. And the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So Jim is actually my friend. But but <laughs> because he is his own worst enemy, the enemy of my friend is my enemy. <laughs> but so actually Jim is my enemy. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, season nine. Uh, uh anyway, I just want to add because like, okay, so Sean, do you like the fact that they end up best friends? I do. I think that that is one of the things that I enjoy in season nine. Um, I I'm surprised. I thought you wouldn't like it. You know. Well, there's still a lot of comedy there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not that sappy. Uh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the episode when it's um, Dwight's bachelor party. And, um, you know, Jim's like, you know, thought of all these things to do for Dwight and, you know, they get the bazooka and mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I mean, that's a hysterical episode. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of comedy there. And um, it's funny because Jim is still sort of messing with Dwight in order to surprise him um, all the time. Uh, and. I don't know. I think maybe maybe that the show actually worked hard enough for this to to be believable. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've already yeah, covered so many moments where this just slowly, slowly, slowly climbs into a real relationship, a real friendship between them. And we see it, you know, we see it rise and fall a lot. Um, and there's many times when... Uh, you know, we see Jim come to Dwight's rescue or or even when, you know, the few times that Dwight rescue, rescues Jim. Um, I, th- it, I think that it feels um, earned. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. And I, and I'm, I think um, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, the episode is AARM, and I think it's the second to last yeah, episode yeah. of the show. And the premise of that is that Jim has settled into his role as assistant to, assistant to the assistant or assistant yeah, yeah. regional manager. Yeah, and he's got the competition to figure out who's going to be the AARM. Yeah, right, right. And the whole episode is Jim just being really silly and pranking Dwight, um, and he's accepted it. And Pam, you know, is like, well, you know, I think, you know, we love Goofy Jim. I just don't know if he's happy here. You know. Yeah. And there's a moment that I really love. Like Jim is doing the whole no nonsense thing. And there's a moment where they're all coming in to the <laughs> conference room, and the, there's a portrait of Dwight, like as like Mao almost. Yeah. And Jim is is mm-hmm. uh, Dwight says welcome, and Jim says <laughs> he welcomes you. And then uh, Dwight says, "Please take an agenda." And Jim says, "His ag- your agenda taking pleases him." <laughs> <laughs> but the whole point of that episode is that 
the the life that they had where Jim is just pranking Dwight and they're content to be there doesn't make sense. They've grown and they've had this sort of slow burn of emotional growth that it doesn't really fit anymore. Yeah. Uh, like you were saying, we've had all these earned real emotional moments between the two characters and they've been through so many like little adventures together. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that uh, it makes sense for them to have become close. Finally even if realize still, that, yeah. yeah, that they're good friends. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you think, Alex? Well, I, 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 it's one of my favorite parts of the show. I think you have to end the show that way. It's just like, it's almost one of the last things, the last kind of itch you have to scratch with this show. You, yeah. I mean, you have Michael, Michael marrying Holly. You have mm-hmm. Jim and Pam are going to, you know, move to Philadelphia and their family's awesome. beautiful and their life's great yeah. and everything's working out for everyone else. You know, Angela and Dwight are finally getting married and it's, it's like this last thing when you have this sort of montage of the Gutenpronk and it's all this mm-hmm. stuff of Jim almost sort of sort of paying back his debt for all the pranks he's done on Dwight. Yeah. You know? and, and like ending with a bang, literally, with the bazooka. Right, right. <laughs> seeing Dwight's, you know, his childlike uh, enthusiasm kind of bubble up at that moment of like, he's so excited to do this. And, and Jim knew it would work. And yeah. then of course, getting Michael back to be in the wedding. I mean, that's one of the best moments in the whole show. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a Gutenpronk. It's, it's, it's not really a prank, but it, you know, that's the end of this chapter where he's saying, I'm, I can't be your best man. Yeah. And Michael comes back to the show. It's, it's just a beautiful moment. And um, I, you, you just, it's the best way to end the show, I thought. And so I'm, I love it. I love yeah, it. It, 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 it is funny too that I, I mean, you know, it does seem like after a while, Jim's, Jim's, pranking quote-unquote uh, near the end just kind of becomes him just like manipulating Dwight for his own enjoyment and not <laughs> not to hurt him or to get back at him or to you know silence him in some way yeah I've, I've got one more sort of prank that it actually kind of brings them together in a way yeah so Jim does it for Pam because Pam uh, they're they're trying to figure out if the building has ra- radiation. Yeah, yeah. You know? And Jim does the thing with the popcorn. Yeah, and he does it for Pam so they can get a week off. Right, right. right. This and, is the work bus. Yeah, and so Dwight, you know, gets the work bus for everyone. He flips it. He does. You know, like you try to get me to yeah. spend all this money on needless repairs. He's like, and now you have to sit in this bus and your wife drips with beverage because <laughs> like Angela spills coffee on her yeah. or something. And then uh, they go out to get the pies. Right. Yeah. And they're fighting and they're arguing and, and Dwight climbs up on the roof of the bus and uh, Jim comes out and he's like, you know, Dwight, the, the, the radiation thing was a prank. And he goes, you filled my building with dangerous electromagnetic radiation as a prank? He goes, wow, it's the best prank you've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it go- yeah, totally. But go- <laughs> and, and, and Dwight, he does that because Dwight kind of confides in him that, you know, Philip isn't my son. He says, you know, I wanted to be a father instead. He says, I wanted to be a father instead. I am a eunuch. Right. And uh, then Jim is like, no, no, that was all fake. And he's like, but if in a way, you know, all of these people that live that are in this bus are kind of their ki- your kids mm-hmm. and they're looking up to you. And he goes, ah, building kinder. He's like, it's a German word uh, about how people who live in the building that you own. It's a word mostly used by childless landlords, but it really makes sense to me now. (laughs) 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 But again, Jim uh, Jim reaches out to Dwight and that's it. I got to run here. Um, Yeah. So I got to jump off. Uh, If there's any any last things uh, you need me for, but otherwise, yeah, I got to head out here. 
Well, no, I understand. Great episode. Thank you for thanks, joining. buddy. We're excited to see you next week when we can do this in person. Oh, I can't wait. And to, to all our listeners out there, yeah, we'll be back in our regular schedule here. I know we've, we haven't been done a lot of trivia, our conference, you know, we haven't totally been where we, where we like to be. So, uh, but we'll all be back next week. We got some fun stuff coming up. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, peace, buddy. All right. Bye, babies. Right. Have a lovely night. Edwin, it's just you and me now. Any any last thoughts about <laughs> <laughs> any final thoughts about on this topic? You know, we've covered quite a bit of it. I, I mean, think we've gone pretty any into favorite detail. pranks that you didn't get a chance to. I'm really uh, glad I got. I'm really glad I got to hit the work bus thing because that's yeah. one of my absolute favorites. <laughs> I think that's so one. funny. You know, um, and it does bring them closer together. You know, yes. it is the moment where Jim like appeals to Dwight and tells him it's not so bad. You know, yeah, um, and kind of cheers him up. I think. You know, we've we've glossed over some of the more uh, quick hitting, cold open pranks, like the you know, like the wrapping paper yes, exactly. of the desk, mm-hmm. or the or um, you, I, I mentioned the red wire, mm-hmm. or when he moves the desk into the bathroom. Two that come to mind that I really love. Number one is is a gym prank, or it's it's, it's mega desk. Yeah, <laughs> when Jim comes back from paternity leave, no, uh, he comes back from. Is it paternity leave? Yeah. And uh, Dwight has constructed mega desk. Yeah, he's got the three desks. Because it continues while Jim leaves, and then he builds it again. And he's like, yes, getting addicted to mega desk was my own damn fault. (laughs) I don't care about that. All I care about is getting more mega desk. (laughs) (laughs) Mega desk! (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, Jim pranks him with quad desk at the end. Right. The other one that I love, and it's kind of a a Dwight prank on Jim, is when um, he's trying to trick him into going back home. And he's like playing the music, and the cat's in the cradle in the silver <laughs> yes. spoon. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, that's a good prank. And then, of uh, and then, you know, Jim like unplugs Dwight's speakers, and Andy comes in with the rig it good good. That's in the cradle. But yeah, I just uh, th- their dynamic. I, it's funny. Like sometimes it's, I look back on the Jim and Dwight pranks, and I think like, well. That's a little more like it feels kind of hooky, you know? Like yeah. it's just like, oh, what do you know? This one guy is playing a joke on another, right? But when you take when we take the time to break down their relationship and stuff, it's like all of these things are little building blocks mm-hmm. to get us to where they end up with yeah. you know them being so close and um, the sort of realization and um, culmination of their friendship in the finale. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, man? Any other pranks or any small things you mm-hmm. wanted to mention? I I do love. I mean, just stuff like I love that. <laughs> you know, it's the ones where Jim plays on on Dwight's imagination is the best. I I love stuff like you know convincing Dwight that the Benjamin Franklin impersonator is the real Benjamin Franklin, mm-hmm. which leads uh which leads him to get into a shouting match with the uh with the impersonator. Um, stuff like that is just hysterical to me. Uh, but I I I think that I touched on <clears throat> most of my favorites. I mean. Bill Butlicker is just one of my favorite moments in the show. We can sit here and go through all of them. I don't think we need to. No. But one that I, one last one that I liked because it was very unique was when uh, Dwight is going up against the computer in the launch party episode. Andy is kind of helping him out, right? Mm-hmm. And Andy's like, "All right, this is the part where I write down your sales. When you make a sale, I'm gonna say something like, 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 uh, like yeah, or like all right." Yeah. And Jim goes, "Or zippity doo dah." <laughs> 
And he's Andy's like, like I, is he mocking me? I can't tell. And he's like, I, and Dwight says, he is, just let it go. Yeah. And Andy's like, I kind of can't do that. I kind of can't let things go, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, we need something bigger, like a bell or a, a sound. And Jim goes, or a gong, right? Yeah, and then like they just kind of look at each <laughs> other, and Jim just nods his head. Yes, I'm pranking yes, you. Yes, I am mocking you, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, Jim and Dwight, I mean, what a great... I'm really, this was a great topic. We found so much. Um, I know, Jake, thank you again for your question. We went way deeper. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, I I hope that satisfied you, Jake. Yeah, I think we had a a good time and a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Let's move to conference room. Conference room, five minutes. That means conference room, five minutes. No, no, five seconds. So for this week's conference room, again, without Alex here, uh, this is going to be a quick little thing from this week. Um, I don't think we're going to dig into it too much just because we went pretty long on Dwight and Jim. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that, I mean, this episode will come out on what? Um, It'll come out on Wednesday. That's like the 15th or the 16th. Yeah. Um, On Tuesday, October 8th, last week, was Jim and Pam's 10th wedding anniversary. Yeah. Which I think is the 10th anniversary of the air date of that episode. Okay, okay. Um. But uh, that made that kind of made the rounds on you know social media and yeah. on the internet and stuff. And one thing that was published, I think it was Entertainment Weekly, published an oral history of the wedding, Ooh. which is a bunch of different interviews um, with Mindy Kaling uh, and Greg Daniels. They co-wrote. Mm. Um, they co-wrote that episode together. Uh, Jenna Fisher, John Krasinski, and Paul Feig. Um, who directed it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I, I really think it's worth going through and reading about it if you oh, nice. if you haven't done so already. The the kind of pull out headline is that there was an alternate ending that was initially in the oh. wedding episode, which is that at a part where the um, the presider says, "And does anyone have any objections?" Roy rides in on the back of a horse, <laughs> and uh, Pam says, "No, I'm I'm getting married. Like I don't want to marry you." And then there's this thing where Roy has to try to figure out how to ride his horse backwards out of, out the, church. of the church. And then it was supposed to end with Dwight like riding a ho- riding the horse over Niagara Falls or something like that. Oh my god! Some some really crazy. That's stuff. outrageous. Yeah. Um, but you know, for the purpose of our show, um, where one of our sort of missions is like talking about why people love The Office still and why yeah. people are watching it today. Yeah. There is a little piece where they where some of them talk about. The fact that the show is so popular today, and Greg Daniels has a line where he says, "There are so many fourteen-year-olds that watch the show now; it's crazy." Yeah, you know. And Jenna Fisher says, "You know, I just I'm really glad that more people are able to watch it." And John Krasinski has a quote that says, "You know, we thought the show would be as big as it ever was when it ended." Yeah, um, and we were wrong. Which is it's such an it's interesting so thing to have a show kind of continue on into popularity like that. Um, but anyway, um, some reading material. If uh, if you want to read a little more about the wedding and yeah. the Niagara episode, if you want to listen to some more about the Niagara episode, <laughs> you can listen to our Niagara episode. Um, I, I legitimately yeah. when I when I saw the you know the news about it being uh, the reunion of the wedding. I was like, oh, maybe we should talk about that. And then I, <laughs> I had to go back through our episodes and be like, oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> we already did. <laughs> Netflix posted <laughs> a while ago. Netflix tweeted, uh, you know, congratulations to Jim and Pam on their 10th wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And they posted a picture of tinfoil. Uh-huh. It's like your 10 anniversary. Oh, okay. And Rain Wilson replied, just idiots. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to lose the show, maybe. Well, I don't know. Show? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, it seems silly or that he thought Jim and Pam were idiots. Who knows? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but anyway, a funny little tag uh, to that moment. Um, but yeah, so we'll be paying attention. On the 15th and 20th anniversaries, you can come back here and we'll talk about it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you guys, thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us. Uh, please, if you guys have any questions for us, just like Jake did, um, hit us up. You, we have a phone number, 503-694-9314. We have an email address, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. 
We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We have a website where you can find all those ways to get in touch with us. The website is michaelscottpod.com. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who runs our social media and designs all our artwork. And Open Signal, a community community media center in Portland where we record our show in an Airstream trailer in the parking lot. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, in our hearts, you are all our podcast kinder. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the zabbat. Yes, yes, sir. You still do that thing? Leave the keys. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.